Assalamu alaikum. My name is Amin Hataman and welcome back to Project Weave, The Threads of Moral Stories, where we try to create this complete collection of stories that have shaped and continue to shape the grand narrative of the Bangsa Mora, straight from the mouths of those who lived them. In the second episode of The Thread of Alkamlian, we see him return to Manila, then back to Mindanao, where the training of the first few members of their movement begins in a slow process, resulting in a few close calls, difficult circumstances, and the life-or-death situation about beer bottles, machine guns, and tense conversation. All of this would come to a head soon enough, as the fighting would finally start in the beginning of the revolution itself. Project Weave, The Threads of Morris Stories, Episode 14. We are all captains here. So, so you returned went, you returned to Manila? I wanted to return to Sambuanga but uh, I was prepared upon to stay in Manila and help identify Manila students. So I stayed here two years at uh, Far Eastern University. After that I received another call that I have now to return to Sambuanga. So I returned to Sambuanga. But this time I was already married. Really? Yes. Uh, How old were you at this point? I mean, do not ask me about <laughs> number of years. <laughs> uh, I don't remember, but my wife maybe remember. Uh, yeah, we got married when we were here in Manila. Uh, after you had arrived from Cairo? Yeah, after Cairo. After Cairo... 67? Yeah, 67. I finished Cairo 65. Mm. And then I went to university. And then APU, and then in... 67 we got married mm. we went to Sambuanga for that uh, ceremony and then came back to Manila stu study and then later on I was instructed to go back to Sambuanga asked me to go to Sambuanga if I'm still in the fold I said yes I returned to Sambuanga giving the names of whom I identified. And so... Identified for what? For the next trading. Uh, in Cairo as well? Or no, somewhere else. Were these uh, Muslim Moro students? Yes, mm. Moro. Of course. Oh, Moro. So when I was in Sabanga City, I was tasked to be the cadre officer. What does that mean? Meaning I be in charge of uh, the transportation of all these 90 people to a foreign country. So I gathered them in Sambonga City. From Sambonga City, brought them to the island, in Langil Island. Uh, but this 90, only 70 of them departed from the island because the 20, the first 20, they were supposed to go from the island but then the, the boat that I have, uh, what is this? Uh, have asked somebody to to mount this uh, engine uh, did not finish the job so my father late father told me to go to holo and seek the assistance of the late now i will start revealing names because they they anyway have uh, 
passed away. Mm -hmm. Delayed. I call him Pa Ingal. Pa Ingal. Pa Ingal. Pa Ingal. Bapa Ingal. This is the late Captain Kalingalan Kaluang. And the late Haji Nur Omar. Mm. So the three of us have had uh, a meeting at the rooftop of uh, the residence of the late Pa Haji Nur Omar. I told them the predicament of uh, transporting the 20 people. So the late Paingal stood up immediately and as I pin pointed his finger at Haji Nur Omar. said, you confiscate the boat of your brother-in-law. Then uh, he replied, the Paji Nur Omar replied, said, don't worry. Haji Abdullah, he said, you go back to Sambuanga. Tell your father not to worry. You send in the 20. 20. We will handle. The 20? 20. Who were these? The 20 what? The 20 cadres. This is the group of... Uh, Saliwali, Dimas Pondato, from Lanao. Mm. Much of them from Lanao. Uh -huh. uh, there were only two from Holo at the time. Asamlil and uh, Sikal. Mm. The two of them. I still remember this group. They appointed one of them as head of, the, of that group. The name is Kaloy Bandaying, Kemal Pasa Bandaying. Mm. You have heard his name? He's from, from, from Samoga City. Mm. Kemal, uh, Kaloy, you, you call, we call him Kaloy. So this is the first 20 that left from Holo to a foreign country, a, a friendly country in Asia. That you will not name? I will not name. Okay, <laughs> fair. But how 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 did you feel? You know, these were the beginnings of of the movement. Yes, uh, the recruitment, the training. It was quite uh, difficult because at that time I had to to not really totally abandon, but but uh, suffered. Uh, uh, shortages in my academic preparation because mo most of the time I was absent. Yes. And I have had all the alibis to tell my instructors where, mm. what, why, and all those reasons. Uh, yes. why what I was what school was this again that you were attending at the time? Sambuanga City, Sambuanga, okay. uh, Southern City Colleges because. When I returned to Sambuanga, my, my course is uh, policy, political science. Political science, yes. When I went back to Sambuanga, I found out only one school offers uh, policy. That was the Sambuanga Southern City Colleges in Pillar Street. So I went to Southern City Colleges. Uh, as a student, though my activities, I had more time outside with school. the movement than in my school. Yes, like you said, you came up with alibis. You came. Yes, that is why I said uh, my my academic preparation uh, preparation is uh, very poor. I, I I I accept it. Yes, very poor because. Of this it was a sacrifice you had to make. Yeah, this is the sacrifice that I had to make. But uh, I really wanted to become a lawyer. Because that was my ambition from the beginning. From my elementary grade to secondary, said so I had to be a lawyer. A lawyer who could fly small planes. Yeah, I can fly <laughs> plane also. So, anyway, uh, I brought this 20. No, uh, I was not the one who brought this 20. It was somebody else from Sulu. 
They were the first 20 of the 90. Of the 90? Yes. All of the 70, I brought them from, including Biswari. Abu You're talking Kaya. about the top 90? Yeah, the top 90. So... These are the top 20 of the top 90? Yes. 70 from Langil Island. 20 from Holo. And you were meeting these people, they had the same ideas as you guys did? Yes. Or did, did you yes. have to convince them? The fact you? that uh, they became part of us, they became trainees, they, they, share, they share the same opinion, the same uh, aspirations as Moro. That we have to regain our sovereignty, we have to regain our lost sovereignty. We were cheated by America, we were cheated by Spanya. This is the feeling, this is the... So th th these kinds of uh, historical uh, information were, was it widely known already amongst the Moros or was this something No, that was limited. It's limited. How, d how were you able to get to, to learn these things? We conducted uh, what we call it, uh, what's the term now, I forgot, uh, sort of an indoctrination. Mm. Uh, we go from place to place and preach these ideas. And uh, meeting some people, some students, we also talk about these things. Mm. Who felt the same way. Yeah. And then, uh, in my case, as a spotter, uh, whenever we talk about this, and uh, if the other guy shares the same, the same idea, then he is one subject for recruitment. Recruitment, yes. yes. But anyway, like you said, uh, you had the top 90, 70 yeah. of which came So the, the 70... Uh, yeah. My wife, she, already my wife at that time, she was teaching in the island. Which island? In uh, Langil Island. Okay. I, I, we have to, but she, with due respect to her, she did not also know all of these things. Oh. Why I brought her to the island and let her teach there. And then when the, the recruits came over, they suffered burning their faces cooking for for these 90 people mm. including including my sister-in-law who was a former christian but she supported me you know mm. uh, so all of these women suddenly had to cook for, for yeah, a large they, they number they of people for a large number of uh, day and night because they stayed i uh, months in in the island because we have to to uh, stagger the the transportation of uh of this group we cannot uh, bring them outright mm. there were logistics to be considered when it came yes, to yes large yes. numbers of people yes. the food the mm. the lodging where they the, could stay what is this the lodging is not a problem because oh. but food and uh, the the fuel of the fuel for the for the engine mm. and then I was uh, one of these trips I was caught twice uh, I was caught by by the Navy of the other country and he suspected us of uh, the captain of the boat Su by the way, before before I, I I went to the boat, I asked my guide to swim and go to the boat, to the navy boat. Mm, the one that we, caught you. We cannot, we could not ship side because it was windy. Uh, you maybe. Yeah, it might capsize. It uh, might, it might uh, bomb our. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I asked him to swim. So the last word he he told me is that even if you kill me, I will not, I will not die. Hmm. So it's in the high sea. Yes, yes. It's dangerous. Yeah. Even if you kill me, I will not, I will not swim. 
So, the captain of the officer of that boat uh, had a, a megaphone, kept on calling for the captain of the boat, a small boat, my boat. Yes. So I had to see him. Knowing that I'm not a good swimmer, I, I, I thought of, I, I thought already of, I, I might, I might drown, drown, I might get swept up by here. the current. But on the other hand, I said, if I will not swim, that machine gun will burst. You have a higher chance of surviving water yes. than, than bullets. <laughs> yeah, they can float maybe. So I swam. Richard boat, they poked a gun at my, my my face, brought me to to the deck. Then I said, uh, I, I requested that I, I want to see the captain of the boat. Then I said, who are you? All of us here are captain. That's how <laughs> he insulted me. He said, who are you? All of us here are captain. I said, okay, I'll talk to you, to all of you. But I said, if you have a another captain who is the head of the boat, the said, captain of the captains. Yes, I'd like to talk to him. So anyway, good enough. The captain came down and introduced himself that he was the captain of the boat. Then he invited me. When uh, he found out that I was English speaking, could he speak English with him? Said okay. So, I told him that there were 24 of us. They said that is more dingy, dingy. 24 people? I said, yes, 24. So, he said, you must be a military man. He said, no, no, no. We are not. Then they said, what are you? We are working, we are going to work in the uh, plantation. Mm. No, 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 he said, do not believe you. I said, yes, that is why we are here. These are young people. I said, you are all young, you are all commandos. He said, no, 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 you are mistaken. I, we are working, we are going, we are poor people there. We want to survive, we want to work. So anyway, he, he could not contact the number that I gave him. So he wanted to tow the boat to another place, to, to, mm. to a city. I said, no, I am with you. That boat, wherever your boat goes, that, that small boat will follow. Said they will not, they will not leave me. Yeah, okay. Can you guarantee? I said yes, I guarantee. Mm -hmm. So we reached the port area. He continued calling, would not. Then at seven o'clock in the evening, finally he was able to get in touch and told him to release us. So we went to another uh, another point. Along the way, I was so tired, I was sleeping already. My late cousin, my first cousin, who was my recruit also in that boat, woke me up and he told me that there, he, they saw light up and there was somebody shouting from the beach. I said, what light? What color is it? He said, first something like yellowish. Then the second is red. So I immediately I, I told my, my operator to stop the engine. Which coast was this? Was this a Philippine coast? No, foreign. It was the foreign, okay. It's foreign. So, stop the engine. I heard the voice calling for the captain of the boat to come down. It was still windy because when we were caught earlier, it was windy. It was windy, yes. Yes, wavy. So another wave. 
especially wavy because it's, it's your line. I ask again my guide to jump, never. He still doesn't want to. Or less refuse. So I scolded him. I, I have said a lot of words against him. <laughs> so anyway, uh, finally, I, I had to decide whether to receive the bullets because I, I saw already the machine gun. I think about four machine gun lined the beach because they, they again uh, flash another flare light. But this time not red anymore. Uh, another, uh, the quite uh, something like this. This is white. I, I it can, was more white. Yeah, I, can, I could see them, all of them lying along the beach. I swam. I could hardly, could hardly reach the shore line. When I reach, again another guy poked a, a gun at all, me. All of them were captains again. Yes, another <laughs> the same thing because when I when I reached, I said I am unarmed. Uh, please take me to your captain. What did they say? I said all of us are captain. <laughs> Who are you? We are all captain here. I said okay. But I said, if, if, if you have a captain commander of the camp, I said, please take me to him. Seems they have a lot of captains. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> allowed me to rest a little. Then somebody approached me. How many, how many people there? I said, 23. I said, that is more boat, 23 people, including you, 24. I said, yes, 24. Oh, I said. You must be a military man. Yeah, yeah. No, not, <laughs> oh, okay, the, not, not this one. Not, not this one. Okay. Said, but that you're, you must be good, good uh, seaman. He said with that small boat, twenty-four small boat. Could not believe the twenty-four people can you know. So finally, they took me to the camp. It's about more or less, maybe less than a kilometer. A, 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 a little, a little up. We reached the the captain of the camp was a ca a, a captain, the, the commander of the captain. camp, captain. So he ordered his corporal to give me coffee and give me blanket mm -hmm. because I was severing. Maybe I was severing out of fear and because of the cold, yes. the, with the, you so know. It, both of it, yeah. Yes, both. Keep at asking question. I, what I told the Navy, also told him. We were working, going to work at the plantation. And you contact this number. Could not get in touch with that number. S ask so many questions. Did not believe that I was Muslim. So I recited the Kalima, I recited the Fatiha, all those verses that I recited is still. He still did wouldn't believe it? How that? They still wouldn't believe that you yes. were Muslim. He said, you, you are a very well trained commando. <laughs> very well trained commando. I said, no, no. I'm, I'm, I was a student, I said, not a commando. I recited everything that I know. Still did not believe. And then, late in the evening, I was so tired already and I was getting mad because he did not uh, believe what I was telling him. Mm -hmm. Suddenly he said, you know, the, the medicine for your cold I said, no, I do not do. I have drunk already two cups of coffee and I have this blanket, I'm still severing. Yes, I, I'll tell you, he said. Okay, I said, what is it? Beer. So, I, I, I took that as my opportunity to get back at him. Mm. So, I, I pointed my finger at him. I said, you are munafik. Mm. You told me that you are Muslim, but you're gonna you're you are drinking beer? beer. I said you are munafik. <laughs> he got mad. He got his uh, 
9 mm and knock it on 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 the table that uh, and then heard me by my hand said we we go out i said no i i heard into to the table and wherever he pushed me or the table went pull me the the table goes with me mm. i never let off that table so i said if you want to kill me you shoot me here in your room no not outside i said you shoot me here because we were already quarreling he was he was so tired he was this is twice twice uh apprehended i said no i will not get out of this room you want to shoot you shoot then later on he he come down you know i said I believe you now that you are a true Muslim. Mm. I said why? Why 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 do you want to me? I said out. You want to kill me there? You are not. I said a good Muslim. If you kill me there, you kill me here. You'll be a good Muslim. You stood your ground in your office. No, I said I will not kill you. There's no reason to kill you. I said. Ah, uh, he said. I just wanted you to walk with me and find any battle of bill you might come. If you can find a battle of bill in my camp, then I am a munafik. Sir, why, why do you open me beer? I said, that, that's the reason. I just wanted to find out whether you're Muslim or a Christian. <laughs> so, it was more of a test. Yes. So that saved me. Okay, you go to sleep. You go to sleep. I believe you are Muslim. Mm. Because he never believed me from the beginning. I recited the Kalima, I recited Sada, everything that I knew. I could not only recite anything that I did not know. Yes. But for those things that I knew, I recited, but he still said, you are a very good, a well, very well-trained commando. But it was within your actions that he saw. Yeah, maybe. So finally, I slept, and he woke me up about seven or yeah, seven in the morning. I could hardly stood up. Mm. Then he said he was he was happy, very jubilant when he woke me up. So oh, you are happy? Said, yes, you can go now. You can go. I know who you are now. I said, yes. I told you. You that is why you know that I am. You know, we are going to work in pl coffee plant uh, in plantation. Mm. You know, he looked at me and uh, did not talk. Just look at me. And then he said, "You are not telling me the truth." You have to accept. You are not telling me the truth. Mm. Because I already accepted that you are Muslim and I am a Muslim. And I believe he said that you are a true Muslim. But you are not telling me the truth about. I said, why? 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 How do you know that I'm not telling you the truth? He said, the guy I, I talked to. He said, who is that guy? He told me. I don't know the guy, but the the guy orders me. I am a captain. Nobody can order me within my rank. It must be above my rank. So he he said. So I said. Is there anything that matters about that? You're ordered by your superior. I said it's, that's not that, that's not uh, irregular. That's normal. Mm. You captain in the field, you can or be ordered. But he said the guy who talked to me is some somebody else. He's not in the line of same duty that I am. Mm. Ah, okay, okay. He said maybe I said the contact of of, of that uh, that uh, owner of the plantation. Yes, mm. <laughs> 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 sir. So he was he was laughing also. Okay, I will escort you to. To the beach. 
So we went to the beach. When I we arrived the reach, I saw two free gates. We armed with uh, this Mike uh, Exose, something. When I asked him, I said, what is that? He said, that uh, missile, uh, surp uh, surface to air, and surface to surface. You see, 1961, huh? they have that brigade that, uh, I think we never have it. We do not have that here, <laughs> up to now. <laughs> in 1961, they, they already have that. Uh -huh. The two, two, two sides like that. Yes. I, I, I was not, I was, I was contemplating to us, but not to us. Anyway, finally, I said, what, what is that? That's a missile. So I said, you have missile system huh, in your boat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have two. There, there were two boats. So I said, you called for reinforcement? They was laughing. Said, no, not, not reinforcement. I was not at war. <laughs> you saying it was not. But so, so you really meant, you suspected me as, yes, sir, yes. Only 24, 24, what it is? 24 people with small dingy. Uh, it was very suspicious. Right? Yes, very suspicious. In the middle of the evening, I think about 12 o'clock, before I slept, one of them shouted Allahu Akbar in the boat, heard by those people in, along the beach. Mm -hmm. So they went running to, to the camp, to the commander, and could not understand them talking uh, vernacular dialect anyway the oh one of them said yeah one, one one because he left uh, forces along the beach yes yes uh, he asked me why you people shouting allahu akbar mm. he said because they're muslim maybe they are praying maybe they're calling <laughs> in the middle of the night calling to prayer no, he said. No, I said maybe they are worried that I have not. They did not see me anymore. From seven o'clock or eight o'clock, it's already twelve o'clock. So he asked, "Do you have food there?" I said, "It lasted six o'clock. So now no more." He said, "Okay, I will send food. Tell you men not to shoot them." You see, very. Cunning. You tell your men not to shoot them. I said, how can I tell my men not to shoot them when I'm here? And how can <laughs> they shoot when they have no gun? Yes. They have only small knife to cut fish. Oh, uh -huh. Very cunning. Tell your men not to shoot them. He was trying to get you to say, okay. So maybe he was just saying, Need to compare, okay, I, I will tell them not to yeah, shoot. Yeah, in so which case there, it would show that they are, there, they yeah. are, yeah, 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 yeah. There are guns. Ah, that's very smart. Mm. Very smart. <laughs> very smart. So anyway, later on in the beach, he asked me again, who are you? Please tell me. Only for me. And then I told him, I am also, I said, a graduate of, of an academy. I, I, graduate, I, I told him, I graduated from the Egyptian Military Academy. And I had a, a classmate from your country. Uh, and this is the name. Then he, coincidentally, he knows that name. Oh. I am, he said, from, from that place. And I know that name, he said. He said, yes. You ask him who I am. Okay. I went to the boat. That's how... And there, there are many, many other sacrifices. Mm. That, that was just one of those yes. uh, journeys that you had to take uh, in attempting risk, to train these yes. individuals. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And that's, that's uh, how, 
how it affected also mid schooling going away to a foreign country your classmates going... must have been wondering where yeah. you were yeah. <laughs> they didn't know you were dealing with captains yeah so so continuing on this right uh you were training these individuals again looking for even more recruits mm. and and uh transferring them to the to, to, to this uh, friendly other nation that you were talking about after the trading of the 90 and the 300 there was 300 yes so this and was there the was 1967 uh, mm. so could you classify so the top 90 first mm. those were the first ever and then 300 and then 300 followed yes and then the 67 the bombardment bombardment there were yes there were there were training that I was not involved anymore mm. uh, the 300 not much uh, involvement because there were already people that knows how to do it yes was it the top 90 first that, uh, yeah, that some, could, some of them stayed uh, yes, to train yes but at this point was it already decided that it would be called the MNLF no the there was no name just the movement just the, the movement. training yes, just the yes yes there was no name uh, but in my case i was identified with the ansarul islam ansarul islam yes but uh, only few people knows that i was the executive of the ansarul islam in region 9 i was very young at the time the ansarul islam mostly old people mm. what, what the, is what the, is the, the religious islam? people what, what is what is the ansarul islam it's an organization of religious uh, people organized by the late senator alonto mm. uh, it's a, a socio-civic organization that i and that was the the beginning of the the organization for the combatants also. So, I was not so much involved anymore in the 300 because there were already people... Who could take your place. Yes, yeah. taking my place and that I was already active in the field, in the combat area. So the combat, the fighting had already begun? Yes. Uh, could, you, could you pinpoint when or, or where or how? <coughs> I can only say a, uh, that uh, in Basilan because I at that time I stayed in Basilan. So you were only at the Basilan front. Yeah, Basilan front. Though I I traveled to some other places, but not involved in combat. Yes, yes. Even in Basilan, I was not also did not really uh, involved in combat much. Just a little little participation there. What were you doing most of the time there? In Basilan, I was I was designated as uh, the chairman of the military planning board, being a graduate of the military academy. So it was more for strategy. Yes. More for and then uh, I I handled also the court martial. The the court system of yes, the yes, yes. of the movement again at this point had what was it called nothing yet no name for the there was no name uh we have one in anak anaksu and then uh, in basilan i forgot this uh so names were being thrown around? No, sometime. no name after. The name came about... Came about in 19... Either 69 or 70. Mm. Also in a foreign country. <laughs> uh, we were... gathered 
every night we try to find that name because you had to have a name yes. in order to to really the, unify the there were suggestions as a muslim revolutionary movement nagindanao uh, liberal movement tausug revolutionary movement all those names could not unite us mm. you needed something an identity that could that can unite all of us mm. so one guy i still remember his name ahmad the late ahmad sumandal uh, nom de gear commander bone bone He coined this name, uh, Moro National Liberation Front. It was the late Ahmad Subandal. Mm. We were there, uh, Miswari was there, I was there, Saliwali, Hudan Abu Bakar. Some other, some other people, mm-hmm. I forgot them. Mm-hmm. These are the, the names that I could remember. And that that was the name that you had agreed upon. Yes, uh, that's the name that uh, was agreed, and that was that remains up to now. Yes. Moro National Liberation Front. Because we are involved in a national liberation of our people, then we are fighting for self-determination. Mm. And that could that Moro term could distinguish us from the other Muslims of the world. Yes. There are Muslims in Indonesia, Muslim in China, Muslim in Thailand or what Saudi. Muslim are you? Yes. So to identify as being a Muslim from Southern Philippines, that's the only identity that can really suit us. Mm, the tribes, the yeah. culture, Bansamoro. that's unique. Yes. Because in the past also, there were only two peoples in in Mindanao. The Moros and the hill tribes. Sometimes the Americans called them wild, wild tribes. But that wasn't necessarily the case. No. Mm. They were not wild also. Oh no, maybe some some maybe wired. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're not sure. We're not necessarily yeah. part of that. But uh, this was already a word. The term Moro, the term Bangsa Moro. It, it had existed already before. It existed even during the time of the Spaniard. Yes, as I said, uh, there are a lot of properties now. If you will look at them, the name indicated in those uh, titles is Moro. Moro. Uh, mm. Tamlian Moro or Amin Moro, or so you, but you use it as a as a family name. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that is an identity of a nation. And you had decided it as a unifying yes. aspect and for uh, the name. Why? Also, another reason is that we should be proud of that term because we remain Muslim now because of those Moro so forth. And died for the homeland and and us. So we adapt then. And mm. I think I think I, I believe that's the right uh, right uh, approach. To it, yeah, right name decision, yes. right rightful name, Bangsa Moro. Because we are a, a separate Bangsa, separate nations. We are not Filipinos. We are not. We are not Filipinos. Unfortunately, we have to accept it that we are Filipinos, but we are only Filipinos in nationality. Mm. I, I mean, in citizenship, not necessarily from ethnicity. Or yeah, from nationality point of view, we are Moros. We are not Filipinos. I refuse to become a Filipino. I, I refuse to be called Filipino. In, in terms of uh, nationality, I am a Moro. Yes.
So, so, so there, going back again, uh, you had more of a position to, to be a strategist considering that you had studied in a military academy in Cairo. This was during the fighting in Basilan. No, long before the fighting. Mm. May, may, may academy schooling was long, long before the I know, fighting. Yes, but I mean, I mean, like you said, right, you didn't see that much in terms of uh, field combat during the fighting uh, in the Basilan. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It was because, like you said, you had... One, one many of my, my brothers, brothers, I mean the, the combatants. Yes, the, yes, yes, yes. The cadres refuse even to, to go if I am with them. They refuse to go to combat if I am around with them. So, meaning they, they, they protected me. They wanted me out of, of danger. Well, I, I, maybe it's out of being brotherly or because they need a leader, they need some, somebody. To, do the, to handle the strategy. Yes, yes. So, I, I admit, I, I did not see much combat. Mm -hmm. Much as I wanted, but I, I could not. Mm. So instead, what was your role? Apart, in, well, as a military planner, I plan. You planned? Yes. Uh, Strategies, strategy, tactics, and logistics, and everything. Orientation. Mm -hmm. See, like, uh, I can cite a case, though. One captain was caught by our troops, but I was not there anymore. One captain was caught in battle in in Bagindan. He was caught. Yeah, caught. Ah. Caught alive. I think he. I think he was the captain. He was Garnase. captured. Captain Garnase was captured. Captured. Mm. Who captured him? was my student in the training camp in in my camp in Basilan mm -hmm. uh, Ahmad Kusain I, I remember I think yeah, Ahmad Kusain he remained alive he was not tortured he was not maltreated was he given coffee and blankets yes he was uh, <laughs> he was even allowed to teach ah he, he, he was, he was, he was, he was uh, only asked to teach children how to read. And he was returned to, allowed to, to go back to his family. I think he is Captain Garnase. Mm -hmm. And those are the, I'm proud of uh, saying that uh, at least we have, we have uh, thought a, a civilized warfare to our people. Somehow it was organized. Yes. Like you said, you had a system for court martialing. Yes, organized and we do not torture, we do not harm prisoners, we do not, uh, you know, that uncivilized way of uh, warfare. Mm-hmm. This is a civilized warfare. It, it, it was somehow honorable the way. That Unfortunately, we we can even accuse that uh, our enemy, the military, resorted to uncivilized manner of, uh, you know, rapes and all those uh, torture. Torture. Mm -hmm. But. That is common in, in many wars. Often happens, yeah. yeah. Often happens. That's why if it doesn't, it's, it could be considered an achievement. Yes. So yes, you did, you did have the fighting. Uh, like you said, you were in the Basilan part. Uh, what, what next happened? Anything significant? Whether it's from just that front or, or the general movement, what was going on at that point after? Now, there, there was a problem about how the movement was uh, 
Where were we? Uh, yes, uh, I asked if there were any other significant uh, moments after that or events. Ah, uh, yeah. The significant moment in, in, that's in my life. I was a member of the original, the first central committee of the MNLF. But later on, I removed myself from the central committee. Either I removed myself or later on Miswari removed me or the central committee removed me. But I removed myself earlier. The reason of which is that I realized, I found out whenever we decide as a central committee the Missouri group of people in the central committee does things not in accordance with what we have agreed upon meaning the actual decision of the true membership of the central committee is altered and this thing generated into so many misunderstandings mm. so many conflict among us and I felt at that time there might be even a state where some of us will be fighting against each other and I did not want that to happen to me. Yes. I did not want that to happen to my group. And so, as I said, I removed myself from the Central Committee. One, I belong to the group that originated in Cairo. Yes. Egypt. And there is this group, a homegrown group associated with Miswari. Mm -hmm. Along the way, there was this idea of power struggle among the, this group the homegrown and the foreign foreign trained trade that affected so much the struggle many out out of this malady accepted the offer of the late dictator Marcos for negotiations. These homegrown ones. Yes. Yes. And because I am associated with those group in in Egypt, and much of this group here in the Philippines associated with that, agreed to accept the negotiation with Marcos, I went with this group in 1975. Ah, uh, you joined to accept the negotiation? I joined the group. Yeah. For the negotiations mm. with Marcos? So, we negotiated not outside of the country. Negotiated here in the Philippines. And agreed all those that were brought to Tripoli, Libya in 1976. Many, maybe 90% of the so-called Tripoli Agreement agreed by the Philippine government with the MNLF were already agreed with the MNLF ahead of that negotiation in, in Tripoli, Libya. Mm-hmm. So, 
uh, one of these is the creation of the autonomy. So in 1976, they signed the Tripoli Agreement. Miswari signed the Tripoli Agreement. Did the Philippine government uh, and MNLF agreed on the implementation of the Tripoli Agreement? No. They didn't. They never agreed. They did not agree up to now. Because the Philippine government hold on to that provision in the Tripoli Agreement that the autonomy will be the granted in accordance with the I cannot I cannot memorize the provision but in accordance with the the sovereignty and territorial integrity of the Republic of the Philippines and in uh, accordance with constitutional processes. That constitutional processes is very vague because when, when you agree can be constitutional also. It's agreement. Mm. But uh, uh, Marcos interpreted it uh, according to what might be good for the government. Yes. Miswari also interpreted it what is good for the MNR for the... W was to instead to accept this Tripoli agreement. Yeah, but uh, whether or not uh, to accept, they have already accepted it because they signed it. Yes, yes. They signed it. But that was a mistake. A mistake that was very fatal that eventually led the late Hasim Salamat founding a new movement, mm. the MILF in 1977. Mm. Because Salamat could not accept that term that uh, 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 within there, there's the term I, I, I forgot uh, maybe it's the constitutional processes mm -hmm. so that's necess that's that's essentially what caused the split yes so anyway uh, the government continued to implement in accordance with what uh, they interpret the autonomy, the two autonomous government, the Region 9 and Region 12. That mm -hmm. was also a violation of uh, that agreement because the autonomy is only for one single autonomy for the Bangsamoro. But uh, Marcos kept on that two to divide Region 9 and Region 12 to continue to because there is this uh, notion, lo wrong notion, propagated by central government, by people from Manila, that the Tausu could never unite with the Maranao, or with the Maguindanao, that we in Region 9 could never unite with central Mindanao. Mm. That they were two separate kinds of countries. Yes, so kind of there has to be two, for the island provinces and for the mainland. That we are against. We were against and that we are against. Mm. We'll never accept that we are not united as a Moro, as a Muslim. Yes. So, so what, what, what led to the uh, negotiations in the first place with, with well, Marcos? Because the, uh, the MILF, yes. the MNLF did not publicize the reason why but this is my 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 speculation what what do you believe happened yeah. i believe the in 19 I, I forgot maybe 78 or something there was that oic meeting in kuala lumpur 
the Organization of Islamic Conference. Uh, now the that organization has changed its uh, name from Islamic Conference to Islamic Cooperation. Mm -hmm. Still OIC, but that C has been changed from Conference to Cooperation. The then uh, Organization of Islamic Conference passed a resolution in Kuala Lumpur, I think 1978, telling the MNLF to negotiate with the Philippine government an autonomy that would be within the uh, sovereignty and territorial integrity of the Republic of the Philippines. Mm -hmm. So that idea of total independence from the Republic of the Philippines was affected by that resolution in Kuala Lumpur. Uh, if you know, there are a lot of member countries of the OIC that supports the MNLF. Mm -hmm. Since they passed that resolution, the MNLF was obliged to to tone down to to respect the the decision that the benefactors, mm -hmm. the uh, supports, you know, supporters of the revolution. So that's that led to the negotiation, mm. that resolution. Then maybe the Philippine government also negotiated because of expenditures. It was becoming costly to maintain the seventy three billion. Uh, Pesos. In terms of pesos, yes, mm, mm. they spent from nineteen seventy nine to. Uh, there is a I, I cannot remember the Seventy seventy three billion pesos expenditure, mm -hmm. and then plus the deaths of soldiers of MNLF and civilian. It was becoming costly. Very costly. Very costly. To maintain. Seventy-five percent of the total armed forces of the Philippines was assigned to Mindanao. Seventy-five percent. Only twenty-five percent remain in Losod and in the Visayas. Seventy-five percent was in Moroland. That's how the extent of the war. So you believe that the Philippines, the Philippine government, the national government, had become willing as well to negotiate to find some sort of. Yeah, it was also costly to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> mm -hmm. And they could not win the war. On the other hand, the MNLF also we could not also win the war. Yes. The State Department wrote a letter to, in reply to a letter sent by the late Hasim Salamat, that mm -hmm. I delivered. I was the one who delivered that letter uh, to the embassy here in Manila. Uh, I think, I, yes, I remember, I was the one who remembered that letter. The State Department agreed that the Philippine government cannot win the war against the Moro. But the Moro also cannot win the war against the Philippine government. It was a... Uh, Many, it's a stalemate forever. Yes. It's a no-win it war. It would be a continuous conflict. Yeah, continuous war. Both sides would lose a lot. Although this is this is really a continuity of the war of the of the Moros of the Spaniard regime. Yes, yes. So maybe government do not like that. So they initiated the negotiation, and on the other hand, the MLF compelled by that resolution adopted and passed by the OIC in 
1974 or 1978. I, I cannot remember. But that was a meeting in Kuala Lumpur. Mm. So essentially, that's that's what happened. Uh, yes, you negotiated with Marcos. Uh, some individuals weren't happy with the conditions that were given. Yes. Uh, and that formed that caused the forming of the MILF. <coughs> mm -hmm. And and so and so what then? Uh, the negotiations happened. What happens after that? What were you doing after that? In my case, I worked with uh, with government, but not work against my people. Mm. I worked in the SPDA and then in Muslim Affairs. Mm. So this is the start of a new chapter again. New chapter of my life. Yes, yes. So please. But uh, continuing the aspirations that I had. In my own little way. Yes, yes. Uh, because because the fighting was necessarily over. Yeah, over. Uh, technically, the war ended in 1976 when the the government signed uh, the agreement with the MNLF. Mm -hmm. Though there was another war when uh, Estrada became the president. At the height of the Idil Adha prayer, in 19, I forgot, uh, Strada's time, mm. he ordered the attack of Bolyok uh, complex, uh, the camp of uh, Asim Salamat. Idalada? Mm. Idalada, yes. If America has that 9-11, we have 2-11, I think. It must be, uh, must be February 11. Mm. But uh, I forgot the year. Uh, yeah, I think it's two eleven. Mm -hmm. So that started the war between the MNL MILF and the national government. National government. On the other hand, the MNLF has already integrated themselves into the uh, Philippine government. Yes. Which brings us to your your part after this, right? After yes, the negotiations. Yeah. And that's where we'll leave Sir Al's story for now. Tune in next week to see what happens next as he tries to navigate his new place in the world, that of working with the government as opposed to against it, all the while trying to stay true to his original purpose of serving and protecting his people. Until next time, assalamu alaikum. Thank mm -hmm. you.